Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Well, Ed Malloy is a longtime NBA referee, which is why it's so confounding to me that he decided to call that foul on Looney with like 2.4 seconds or whatever left in the game in the fourth quarter. After Wiggins missed that second free throw, yes, it was physical, but there was nothing egregious about Looney trying to get the ball from, what's his name, Pirtle. And Pirtle got the rebound anyway, but Malloy decided to call the foul, give the Spurs two free throws. Pirtle ended up missing one. He missed one, the second one, but Keldon Johnson grabbed the rebound and made a very nice play and threw it up off the backboard and in and gave the Spurs a two-point lead with like 0.3 seconds left and the Warriors' final second shot, Clay from the corner, was he didn't have a chance to get a good look off. So it's a loss. The Warriors are now 47-24. and 24, But man, like <laughs> it just sucks to go out like that, right? It's kind of like the way the San Francisco Giants ended their their season with that check swing call, you know, against the Dodgers. I don't I don't get why he called that. You move on from it, but both teams battled pretty hard and it shouldn't be decided like that, you know, but whatever. It was a judgment call and I just think it was poor 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 judgment win or lose who knows what would have happened right if the spurs won without that foul call fine you know i don't really care <laughs> but it just sucks to see the game end in that fashion that being said the warriors they had a chance to get that rebound right they had a chance and they didn't you know the warriors have I believe 11 games left and just looking at the schedule off the top of my head, assuming Steph doesn't come back until the end of the regular season, I expect the Warriors to be maybe about 500, give or take a game or two at best. Like they could go on a hot streak and win a couple more. They could go on a cold streak and just look bad and lose a couple more. So right now they are trailing, of course, the Suns and the Grizzlies in the standings, and I don't think they'll catch either of them. They're two up on the Utah Jazz as I speak and four up on the Mavericks. So there is a chance the Warriors could fall into that fourth or fifth spot. Hell, the Timberwolves are only five and a half behind the Warriors. So (laughs) I don't think it'll get that bad, but The Warriors are going on a seven-day, five-game road trip, which is pretty intense. So we'll see how it shakes out. It's hard to say, right? Because I said a couple episodes ago after Seth got hurt that we don't really know the chemistry, the makeup of this team without Steph in it. We know what it's like without Clay. We know what it's like without Draymond. You know, but how is it going to look without Steph, especially with Jordan Poole filling in for Steph as the main scorer? Honestly, right? Because that's what his role was tonight. Poole looked good. You know, he was aggressive as hell. Played 36 minutes, 11 for 21, 4 of 9 from 3, 2 for 2 from the free throw line, 5 boards, 3 assists, 28 points. That's what you want from him. And good on him. He's seizing the moment. 
and he took some big shots. He drove to the basket on a couple, got some big shots, hit some big threes. And at the very least, even in a loss, like that's a notch on Jordan Poole's belt that he is coming after it and that he had a very, very aggressive game and was trying to take the responsibility onto his shoulders. Clay up and down at times. He was cold and then he was hot. Only nine for 22 from the field, but six for 12 from three. So he carried them in a lot of moments in this game where the Warriors were just trying to get over the hump. Andrew Wiggins, he played hard, eight boards, 16 points. Only shot five of 13, six of nine from the free throw line. He missed again that final free throw, which if he made it, the Warriors are up by a two and you don't have that foul on Looney, but whatever, you know, like. What if, what if, what if? Nemanja Bielitsa had a good game. He played 25 minutes, was four of eight, one for two from three, nine boards, six assists, nine points. Jonathan Kaminga, four for seven, five boards, nine points. And Otto Porter Jr., six for 13, missed all of his threes, but hit all four of his free throws. And he had 16 boards, 16 points as well. So that's pretty, pretty good, right? The Warriors out-rebounded. They did a good job. They out-rebounded the Spurs 57 to 44, which is what really helped keep them in the game. Obviously, Draymond Green got booted out of the game, and usually Draymond gets a longer leash, and he didn't get one here. He got the quick ejection, so that sucks. That definitely sucks. And I will say this. I said this when I was talking about James Wiseman being injured and how He is somebody who a lot of folks don't think would have played anyway in the rest of the regular season or in the playoffs. But I was like, yo, he is going to be helpful against teams that are young, athletic, have some size up front when Looney and or Draymond is in foul trouble, right? And in this case, Draymond was gone. (laughs) So this is a game. This is the type of game. Obviously, Wiseman wouldn't have played in this one because he was supposed to play in Santa Cruz. But this is the type of game where just to have that seven-foot body out there could have been helpful, right? I was talking to Aram in Toronto, and Aram pointed out that Wiseman also would have been helpful with 0.3 seconds left as a super athletic seven-footer for a lob to potentially tie the game. Again, not saying Wiseman would have a huge impact right now, but I would rather have an athletic 20-year-old seven-foot center I guess he'll be 21 soon. An athletic 21-year-old seven-foot center as an option rather than not. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And who will hit the most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. In general, what I saw in this game is that it's basically another adjustment period. We've seen them before. We've seen them throughout the season. And this is no different. Andrew Wiggins is just getting back onto the court. 
Otto Porter Jr. is just coming back. And Draymond Green, this is just his third game back. So all of these factors kind of added to this vibe that the Warriors had early on, that it was like, who is going to lead and who is going to take the big shots and what's the pecking order right now and really just feeling out their rhythms and figuring out how it goes. So I wasn't surprised. They kind of looked a little sluggish that they weren't clicking 100%, but hopefully they can start figuring some of that stuff out. They go on the road, like I said, and luckily they play the Orlando Magic and that of course, is a very winnable game, but we'll see how they come together. (laughs) This is a totally different team without Steph. So I'm very curious. I'm very curious. So even though the Warriors didn't get the win, you look at some of these individual performances, you look at some of the effort that you saw from, like I mentioned, Jordan Poole, Bielitsa, all that stuff is promising. Otto Porter Jr., he contributed. He hadn't been shooting very well. Again, he missed all of his three-point shots. But 6 for 13 is solid, and the 16 boards. So it's good to see him spry and bouncy and just activity in general from everybody. So those are all positives. It's just a question of bringing it together. And I know with only 11 games left in the season that they should, quote-unquote, know how to play with each other. But you take Steph out of the equation and you add a bunch of new guys who have been sitting for a while, give it some time, right? Give it some time. There may be some L's. Like I said, I kind of expect them, if Steph doesn't come back, I kind of expect the Warriors to be about a 500 team from here on out. The schedule is kind of rough. The Warriors have three home games left, right? So three home games and eight road games. So it's going to be a bit of a ride. Just buckle up and try to take an optimistic long view, I suppose, right? Like Although although we don't have a full diagnosis on Steph and they're going to revisit that in a couple weeks, hopefully he's back. And if he's back when the playoffs start, great. There's a lot of question marks because at what slot are the Warriors going to end up in and will they have home court advantage? So... There's a lot we don't know, right? But at this point, the Warriors can't control how quickly Steph gets back on the court. They can't control how quickly he's going to heal up. But what the Warriors can control is how they approach the rest of these games and how aggressive and how smart they play and how well they coalesce. You know, those are important things. And that approach is going to dictate the vibe for this team as the season comes to an end, right? Like before Draymond dropped the news when he was going to come back, the Warriors were playing pretty iffy. So will they drop into that kind of scenario again now that Steph is gone, but Draymond's back? It's an interesting thing to think about, right? Because Lord knows I spent a lot of time talking about how Draymond being the heart and soul of this team, how much the Warriors missed that. And then when he got back, that all changed. But then like with Steph gone, are they going to be dragging their heels again? I don't think so, but something just to keep in mind. I'll leave it at that. 
This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Please do check out and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. The URL is in the show notes below. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review and say nice stuff about the show. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. Go Dubs.